Thank you for tuning in to the 95 Killers podcast. We just launched our website, 95killers.com. So now you can listen to full episodes, become a member, and get your 95 Killers merch straight from our website. Visit us today at 95killers.com. Now let's start the show. Welcome to the 95 Killers podcast, an explorative and insightful journey inside the minds of some of the most successful entrepreneurs who have killed their day jobs to pursue their passions. Streets raise me, born in 80s, baby. Lord save me, cause today I'm going crazy with this bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, crazy with this bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Welcome to season two of the 9-5 Killers podcast, episode five. I'm your host, Glenn Graham. Today, my guest is a media correspondent for Red Carpet Events. She's an actress, writer, producer, and director. In her latest endeavor, she is the proud owner of a vegan makeup line, Blue Love Beauty. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce Miss Lulu Lopez. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh my God, it's been a long time. I haven't seen you in a while. So many things have been popping. I'm excited. Um, I'm focused. Good to have you here. So I will start out, where are you from and where's your family from? I'm Colombian, 100%. I was born there, raised in Miami, and now living in New York. What was the trip like? So did you grow up with both parents? I did. I grew up with both parents. Unfortunately, my father passed away when I was six years old. So my mother came to the United States then. I was raised in Miami and Kendall. Shout out to Kendall, Miami, South Florida, baby, 305, Pitbull, Armando. Yeah. Oh, wow. You, okay, you're from that area. <laughs> yeah. So how did you make it from, at what age were you when, you when you first came to New York? When I first got to New York, it was five years ago. I just, I just, I've only been here five years. I think you were the first person I met in my, in what, my second event here in New York City. So that was dope. And now we're here. Look at this. Wait, you got to tell about that story. So what was that? So when I met you, it was what? It was a Telemundo, a party that I crashed. No way. I crashed that party. Like people that know me know that I live to crash parties. Like I'm a professional crasher. (laughs) What? Wait, wait, wait. But how come you were so dressed, well dressed for that party? Like you fit perfect. How was that? Oh, because that's how, you know, that's how I dress. You know me for a few years now. I always dress up. So it just happened to be, I was dressed, you know, and um, I saw what was going on. And and I went with um, this guy that calls himself Brazilian Mm -hmm. Jiu-Jitsu. I remember. I I wasn't on any list to be in there. And, no um, but nobody questions you when you go to a place nice like there's two yeah. there's two ways to crash a party that I've I found out for me I go with the the well dressed thing I like a, whenever you well dressed you ready for anything <laughs> Once right you're, exactly you can get anywhere right and then mm-hmm. the other way is this guy told me I never tried this one he was like if you want to get into any place wear a black shirt and carry a ladder carry a ladder yeah. Like you're part of a crew. Like who's going to question oh a guy coming in with a ladder God, somewhere? That is hilarious. <laughs> what do you do with the ladder after? Like you just where you put, it put it there. Just put it down somewhere. <laughs> and then go enjoy the event. And then, you, and then make sure you have something on underneath and then you put your jacket on. And that's then a you, great idea, mm-hmm. dude. That's a great idea. But nowadays, you know, they don't ask you for ID and stuff. If, like if you walk up to a spot, the way you're dressed and stuff, and you just say, listen, I got some friends inside. People don't really... Actually, yeah, yeah, right. that's true. There's some people. I can't <laughs> believe after all these years, I'm learning this right now. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to, listen, I didn't want to spoil the moment. So You're an event crasher. I'm a event crasher. But I used to do events, so I know how to crash events. You know, that would be a great reality show. 
Oh, crashing event events? Crashers. Event crashes. Not bad. Maybe we should do an event crashes we should, event. We should, hey, listen, I'm, I'm in production now, you know, so let me know. Okay, okay. With it. I've been watching you. So the cool thing about, you know, I know you from... When I met you, you were doing. Um, I thought you were. I thought you were a reporter, and you looked like you had you had a microphone. And I was like, she's a reporter. <laughs> so I didn't know that. So tell me, tell everybody, what do you do exactly? So I'm an actress. I've been acting since I was 19 years old, which was like three years ago. Wink, wink. So I've been acting for a very long time. So in the Spanish telenovelas. So the reason why, when I went to that Telemundo event, a few people had recognized me, so they wanted to interview me actually but I got into hosting uh, corresponding as well here in New York City I replied to an ad in Facebook of uh, a cable vision was looking for a correspondent and I was like freak it let me do it let me try it and I went over there to the interview and it happened to be that the interview became like him interviewing me after he interviewed me he was like well this is your test here's your mic interview Chi Chi from Scarface and I was like Oh, shoot. I wasn't ready. Can we curse here? Oh, shit. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I can, I can okay. leave it in. Oh, shoot. I wasn't ready. <clears throat> I interviewed him and he loved my energy. And, and since then, uh, I was just word, by, word of mouth that I got referred to magazines. I interviewed Jimmy Fallon. I was, I was honored to interview Jimmy Fallon, Joe Torre, all the Yankee players, Malik Yoba. And then the word started spreading in New York City. And, oh, she's a corresponding. She's a correspondent. Great girl. Great energy. Great personality. And then that's how I would just receive calls like, hey, listen, would you mind covering the red carpet for New York Fashion Week? Would you celebrity charity events? And that's how I'd started uh, interviewing people. Who did you interview that you were just like bold and then you liked their energy and they were cool? Well, n- not because he's Jimmy Fallon, but Jimmy Fallon. He was really cool, even though it was like a four minute <laughs> interview. But it was it was he was really cool. He was really cool. He had a lot. He had energy. A lot of people asked me if he was drunk. And I was like, why? He's like, supposedly he's always drunk. I don't know. He wasn't drunk that day, but um, he, he was a good interview. My Favorite interviewer was Joe Torre and Malik Yoba. He was one, those two were my favorite interviewers. What was, what was um, good about those two? Like each person, like tell, tell people who don't know who they are. And then what was, what do you like about those interviews? Well, Joe Torre, I mean, if you live under a rock, especially if you're in New York City, is um, Ben, the Yankee manager, right? His man, the manager for the Yankees for, I don't even remember how long. And very known and uh nothing he's just he was just so amazing because some people you interview and it's like you have to pull teeth he was just giving me so much even i would ask him one question and he would just and he made me laugh and it was just so much things like he gave back to me for every question that i asked him and malik yoba was the funnest interview because he's just like Dímelo, Lulu Lopez, you know, like, dime Lulu Lopez, and talking to me in Spanglish. It was really, really fun, and he also was a person that you ask him a question, and he'll give you a ton of answers for it. So that was really I've fun. seen Malik Yoba from New York um, Undercover, Undercover. Right? back mm-hmm. in the day, right? Mm-hmm. But he's been doing a lot of things yes. since then. So interviewing him and, and him being so warm to you, why do you think people are so warm, and what do you do as an interviewer sometimes that make people kind of just open up to you? 
I think a smile takes you a big way. Like you, you know, really a really big smile. And I think it's my aura, my personality, um, my vibe. Like I come in and I'm like, hi, you know. Right. The people say you you have that Miami, that Miami uh, feeling, the vibe. I guess I was like, why? Because oh, you you seem so nice. Because I'm so open. And I'm like, hi, how are you? You know, and can I? You know, they can't say no. Like Jimmy Fallon, I just jumped in the red carpet. Only two people, the whole press that was there, it was six press and was able to interview them and the reason why is you also have to like just jump in yeah. and I jumped in not being scared I'm like hi can I take a picture with you and I, he was just <laughs> like uh, uh, like he could I didn't even give him a chance to say no so once we took the picture he I was like okay can I ask you a few questions now and he was like sure like I, I didn't even give him the chance Wow. And that's that's cool because that's that reminded me the night I met you. You were like I said, you were just like a, a social butterfly. And then from there, we even did like a photo shoot together. before. Yes. So, yeah, Which, by the way, I haven't seen those pictures. Yeah, that's a long story. That was a different time. <laughs> Still waiting for those pictures. I was so excited about. You no, sharing. you didn't want those pictures. They didn't come out. Wow. They didn't come out. Well, no. Well, we're both perfectionists, right? Yeah. I could damage somebody's reputation. Yes. Those pictures will be out there forever. Yes. Every you know? time a photographer takes pictures of me, because mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of modeling gigs, have been opening right. up a lot, which, you know, I just turned 21. <laughs> and I guess the, the younger I'm starting to get, mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. the more um, modeling gigs I'm getting, like for print work and stuff. And um, every time I'm like, can you please, um, can you send me the pictures before you, or send me all the pictures and I'll choose the ones I like. So then you can edit those and then post them. Like, that's exactly how picky I am. I'm like, please, no, 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 no. I'm my worst critic. So I know, trust no, me. No, but you know, but you also know, like, so in the media that we're in see what i've been i've been being more selective of who i'll shoot with now so it'll be mm -hmm. friends or sometimes i just set up the camera i shoot myself because you realize if, if you don't have nothing in writing those people they don't care they just post things and like i said sometimes it's like they spent the time doing it and they feel like you owe it to them to post it <laughs> so you can miss a moment and i think what a lot of people and i don't think you miss many moments because you move like you said you move on the time mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. give me an example of before you were doing that, where you think that you might have didn't move on something and then you lost it? You you know what I think? Um, it just happened recently, actually, in acting. I always tell, and especially my acting, um, my actors that have come to my casting for my, new, uh, for my new film, I tell them, check your email. Um, I lost uh, a big casting call because I didn't check my emails daily. And my agent had sent me uh, for a callback and um I don't know what happened and I was just like not I guess I wasn't like focused and I wasn't my mind I don't know I don't remember I don't recall what I was going through but still in all you should always check your emails and then I lost I lost that because three two days later I responded to the agent and she was like listen they had to move on like we didn't get no response from you know what I'm saying like this this industry is like throw like you got to respond like within five 15 minutes the most and let them know that you're available mm. so it, that was yeah i missed out on that and and kicked myself in the ass because it, it was a movie and um it did well it did well so yeah you can talk about the movie or you can say which one it was but no yeah i don't I don't remember to be on. Um, I do remember. I just don't want to say <laughs> okay, it. Okay, don't say it. Forget it. Don't say it. Let's talk about the movie that, that you It hurts my feelings. <laughs> Let's talk about the movie that, you are, that you're actually doing. So tell me a little bit about that. Because like, so how did you go from 
you would last you were you were when i last time i saw you which was i don't know how many years ago that was oh my god that was many years ago but let's say five right five years, five years ago you were doing the correspondence thing right mm -hmm. so what what transpired between that time um and for you to now be directing a movie so I've been, I've always been corresponding on the side and then acting. I do both. Acting is my passion, obviously. Corresponding, it's also a way to pay your bills because I always say you should only not have just one hustle. You should, you know, dip your, your toes in everything that you can, whatever opportunity you have. So I've done acting on the side. So now with quarantine, what happened was that acting obviously stopped completely. And I was starting to like do a lot of acting roles. I did a movie with Mark John Jeffrey, Omar Gooden Jr., it's in the theaters in Jersey. I play a role there. I, I play Which movie is, are you talking Fearless about? Fearless 2. Fearless 2, okay. Yes. And then I've done a lot of short films that we won for Best Actress in Rome in international short films. So I started doing a lot of commercials for Korea, actually. I I'm saw, I saw one of those. Korea, apparently. Okay, how, wait, okay. So <laughs> you were making your point, but I saw one of those commercials. Like, mm -hmm. I think you had posted it. How did that come about? Well, what I posted, I haven't posted the commercial yet, but what I did post is the um, when they sent me a video about how a talk show was talking about me, me being the Okay, actress. I thought that was a commercial. Okay, I saw, no, okay. That was no, just, that uh, was just you somebody know, talking about you. Uh -huh, okay. About how my career has has increased and, and what I looked before to now. You know, they were just talking about me, just like, you know, like a regular Korean talk show talking about the actress Lulu Lopez here in the United States of America. <laughs> That's funny. So so how did that happen? Like, So did your agent put you over there or what happened? Um, I believe it was my manager. She sent me, she said, you know, they're, in, they're looking for, for a girl for commercial in Korea. And I was like, okay, I'm not Korean. <laughs> and she was like, no, 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 it doesn't matter. They need, you know, any ethnicity. So I said, okay, fine, perfect. Send them, you know, my, my picture. And they sent my picture and they liked me. So the guy reached out to me and the producer and he was like, okay, we want to use you. And they used me one time. And then after, apparently they shoot a lot of commercials like every six months. It's different. So I did the oatmeal, Quaker oatmeal. That's so right. funny. And in Korea, that was my first one. Then I do. Um, I did some tea, some Ch Korean tea. So I guess he loved the way he worked with me. And now he just hits me up, like like directly. And he's like, "Hey, would you mind?" He emails me, "Would you mind? You know, would you like to do another commercial?" And I was like, "Sure." Course, so, you know? so how does the process work? Because people, I don't even know. So, do they do you shoot here and then they send the stuff yes. over there? Yes. So they shoot you here, mm -hmm. right? So, are you who's responsible for hiring people? You or they do it? To hiring me? No, who's hiring the people that shoot you or you? Oh, I don't I have no. The, I guess the television, like the cables, mm -hmm. the the television show out there hires producers here from they're Koreans as well. Wow. Okay. So then they reached out to the actors here. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so so being that I was doing so much and then quarantine hit and it's just like, oh man, there's nothing to do. Acting, you know, obviously they closed a lot of, you know, everything. So I actually started writing my own biography and it, it you know, I had a, a really, a really hard life. So stay tuned because my next is, will be my book. Well, you got to give us a little, give me a little taste. So just, we don't want a lot, but give me a little seasoning. 
give me something that you that um the movie's about without giving us too much i know you can't give away yeah too much. but but let me let me get to the point okay so, okay okay so i was writing my biography <laughs> okay and and it's it, it was about my life it was a hard life and the problem was that i just couldn't i've been trying to write my life for five years and it's like it's very emotional you know i was like man so i took a break from writing my my story and then all of a sudden it's just beam something hit me and i was like instead of like it went totally from night to day um i started writing on comedy because I, I love laughing i love making people laugh so i'm a clown myself so i was like ah. and then i just wrote something and it just started all these juices in my brain started coming and i just started typing da, 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 da. and when i when I finished it, I was like, wait a second, this is like a comedy. Oh, my God. So I showed it to my then boyfriend and he was like, oh, my God, this is great. This could be like a TV series. And I was like, really? Mm, whatever. So, you know, because of quarantine and everything, I started doing TikToks and funny, funny TikToks because you're home. And a friend of mine who he's, he used to be a producer and he, he I used to act with him as well. Uh, we did a reel together for 50 Cent. Um, he reached out to me in DM and he said, listen, Lulu, you're so creative with this TikToks. Why don't we, why don't we work on something together? Let's, let's do something. And I was like, yeah, it's so funny that you said that because I just recently wrote a comedy and I just don't have like the production team yet. And you know, I don't know who's working, who's not working right now because of quarantine. And then he said, listen, don't even worry about that. I, I'll take care of everything because I'm pretty sure it's pretty good. So we set up a meeting with him and the production team. A week later, I made him sign an NDA, of course. I showed him the script and they were like, oh my God, this could be a TV series. This is funny. This is good. And I was like, really? I was like, okay. And then that's how now I'm casting for it. We They, they, they came on board and we're casting for it. And, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited because I'm going to have some people from HBO in it as well. Hopefully, well, I'm working. I am going to have one of them. It's a comedian from HBO Latino and I'm working on the other one. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. And one thing I want to chime in for is, so one of the things that's pretty cool is I hear people all the time. They talk to me about, oh, it's quarantine. I don't know what to do, Glenn. I, I'm just taking some time and relaxing. And then I see you, right? So you had this idea to do a, a biography, and then you totally just flipped it and did your, 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 your comedic thing, but you used whatever was there, you used the TikTok. Mm -hmm. So I love it because I did see a bunch of your TikToks, mm -hmm. and, I, and they did, they were funny. Mm -hmm. um, the voiceover ones I've seen, I, yeah, they're pretty cool. So what about you make pushing forward? Well, even? I think it's um, the sacrifices that I've made. Like I left Miami. I came to New York um, five years ago with nothing no apartment. I slept in my car for a month in the winter and just to chase this dream. And I think it's like, I was like, you know, this is, I've sacrificed so much. I left my five bedroom, four, four bedroom, four bathroom house. Beautiful. I've had, I had everything in Miami and I was like, I, I came here and I'm sleeping in a car and, and, you know, to chase this dream. And I think that that sacrifice is what pushes me. Mm -hmm. uh, in, during quarantine, I also um, launched my vegan makeup line for women. I saw that. Yes, that that happened in quarantine as well. I started I started researching since I became a vegan like nine month, uh, ten months ago, and I started researching um, things, reading a lot in quarantine, reading a lot, reading a lot of articles and and products that people that we use in our face, especially women makeup. It has so much chemicals, parabens. And, uh, of course, being a vegan, I don't want to use any product that, you know, contains animals, you know, that that's tested on animals. So what I did is I started researching and I got in contact with somebody at a lab and they're like, come by. 
It's just him and I in the lab. He was like, come by in Jersey, whatever. And we, I started testing things and boom, just like that. I, 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 I trademarked the name. I, I did my own logo. I, I created the name myself. I, it was, I was like, oh my God, like I need to get more quarantine in me. <laughs> <laughs> so you did all this during the quarantine? Mm-hmm. In the wow. three months, yes, yes. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. So have you done production on this makeup line? Is it out already? Yes, it's, it's out. It's uh, The website is uh, www.lulovebeauty.com. Lulove, L-U-L-U-V as in Victor, dot com. Wow, I'm going to have to make sure I put that in the show notes yes. as well. Yes, yes. And- Man, that's just a, the drive. So I didn't see that one coming. The producing and directing? No, not that part. Oh. That part I could see. I'm talking about the, the makeup line. Where does that oh, yeah. fall into? Um, <clears throat> yeah, like I said, because um, when I became a vegan, I started researching. And I always wanted something like that's with my name, Lulu, Lulove, Lulu, of course, Lulove Incorporated. Um, I wanted something that's mine to leave a stamp somewhere where people can not only do good, but also... It could be a life, a company, especially for my daughter, you know, my, mm-hmm. my nine-year-old daughter. I wanted to leave her something that, you know, God forbid something happens to me, she can take over and she'll be set for life, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. So when she gets of a certain age, are you going to, are you going to bring her into the business? Are you going to teach her the business? Yeah, yes. Yes. I'm, of course, if she <coughs> wants to, you know, if she wants to, um, I'm not going to push, I'm not going to be those parents that push their kids like if she wants to do it of course every parent's dream is for your kids to take over your business but if she doesn't want to it's not necessary that's beautiful because you know you don't hear that a lot i hear Mm -hmm. like you know if somebody established something they try to force it on Mm -mm, their kid mm -mm. whether it's schooling whether it's Mm -mm. the family business yes so i think that that's great that you don't Mm -mm, push it like that okay Mm -mm. no no not at all now if she doesn't want to then okay let it be you know Somebody else will, I'll choose somebody else or I'll sell the company, whatever the case may be. Wow, that's beautiful. Are you wearing your makeup now? Yes, yes, I actually Let me see, what, like, do you, what do you have here? What is, is this? This is my Lulove pencil, Lulove Beauty pencil. It's so nice because you want to open it. Um, so <laughs> the good thing about it also is, which is very important that people don't, you know, I don't tell people, well, I do tell people, but I'm saying I, didn't, I haven't mentioned it to you, is that for every sale, you could open it, for every sale, $1 will be donated to Women in Need Shelter. It's Ooh. called the WIN Shelter here in New York City. So it's for all women and children who are homeless mm-hmm. uh, due to domestic violence or immigrants, whatever the case may be. So I teamed up with them. And for every sale, mm-hmm. $1 will go to them. That's beautiful. How do you, how do you, um, so how do you team up with, with, a, with an organization like that? So I reached out to them because I also wanted to, this is mine. So that's why it looks like this is, um, I always wanted to do not only something that I make money from, but I also want to help. I, this is the reason why I actually want to become famous and use my fame for that, to help people in need. That's very, very important to me because I know what it is. I've, I've had money. I've been poor, you know, so, and I know what it is to starve because when my mother got here from Colombia, we were homeless for about a year and a half and I was hungry. How, how old were you when, when this happened? Almost seven years old. So from seven to eight, we were homeless. And so I understand, like, it's close to my heart. So I wanted to do something to help out, you know, also as much people as I can. Even if a dollar, a dollar makes a difference, you know. No, it does. And I think that that's, that's a very noble thing that you're doing. Uh, is your mother, um, when, when you, when you, when that, when all that stuff happened, um, how your relationship with your mother when this was going on? Did you, did you know that that was going on? <clears throat> um, 
No, no. I, I mean, I was little. I mean, I knew I used to get, you know, make fun of in school and stuff because, you know, obviously, you know, the clothes that you wear and stuff. Like, I knew we were really poor. My relationship with my mother, I mean, I, I didn't really have much because, unfortunately, because of the circumstances, she was I was left alone alone a lot because she had to be out there and see what 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 we could do, you know, eventually. You got to check out my biography. Hopefully my next my next one will be the book and that's right. where I'm going to spill everything. An inspiration for people not to give up. Beautiful. And so as, you know, this podcast 95 Killers is about entrepreneurs who kill their day jobs to pursue their passion. So, could you when was the last time like like how long have you been an entrepreneur and then what was the last job you worked for? Oof been an entrepreneur for if it has to do with my business my makeup line just in april but <clears throat> i've been acting on about since i got here about uh, i'll say four years four mm -hmm. years because um once i started act, I, I came here so i have my business uh degree so i used to i i worked corporate as well on the side but it's hard to have a nine to five and then especially acting because you have to go to castings during the day you have to sneak out so it was it was funny because I worked for Chelsea Pierce and oh my God, it's out there now. And um, thank God, God is so good. Let me tell you, because every casting call my agent would call me for, it was literally like five minutes from Chelsea Pierce. It was like within the town downtown area. And so I would take my lunch and run to the casting <laughs> call. Then and then like be late, like 10, 15 minutes back to home, back to the, you know to the job. But eventually, of course, I got fired because they were like, listen, because I was missing. Or then when they chose me, I had to film and I had to call out a lot. So that was very difficult. But I what I do is I do that back and forth, and then I just said, you know what, that's it. I'm gonna save some money, and then I'm just gonna. Go ahead and dedicate my dedicate myself to acting to to everything. That's why I say you cannot only have one hustle. Like you right. should you should be able to be actress, correspondent. You should be like you know the trade jack of all trades over yeah. here. What did you do for for Chelsea Pierce? I was mm -hmm. a human resource manager. Yes, I have my business degree. I always tell people even if even if you want, especially if you want to build your own business, you should always have something to fall back. Uh, even if you got to work back for six months, I've had. I think I've been a woman that's had more corporate jobs in her life because <laughs> I would work for maybe six months and then I'm like, I save as much as I can, and I said, "Peace, I'm out." Now I could dedicate myself to my acting career. Um, then, when my funds would go low or acting was not great, because you know that's like you know it's a balance. Until I make it, of course, I'll go back. But then um, I haven't worked in like a, about a year and a half, and and since it's been great because, like I said, I dedicate myself to other things, and and good good things are coming. Good things. Are that's coming. beautiful. And what do you think? If you was talking to a, a person out there that wants to be, that wants to do entrepreneurship, what, what advice would you give them? I, like I said, saving. Saving is very important. If you got to hustle, leave that nine to five and hustle some something else. I mean, even if you, you know, chase your dream in the daytime and then at nighttime, uh, bartend, do whatever you can if, if you need to make ends meet. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just just uh, hustle some something else but don't don't stick to the nine to five save as much as you can I always tell people that once you save a lot of uh, well I mean some people can't save a lot of money because you know they either they're in minimum wage 
whatnot, but try to get a loan. Go out there. There's so many small businesses, loans. Uh, go out there and get a loan and, and just do it. it. I mean, don't be afraid. I always tell people, don't be afraid. I'm the type of person that says, I'd rather regret something that I have done than, re- than regret something I never tried or did. Right. Is this something that you shared with like coworkers or you just like, what's your advice for um, friends, even people like that, when you have a dream like that and you want to, do you share it with people or do you kind of keep it? Uh, oh no, you never tell your coworkers nothing. You're crazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't even give them my Instagram. I keep my coworkers. Uh, you're talking about like the nine to five? Mm-hmm. Not absolutely. They don't ever do that. Because again, when you lie, let's say like Instagram, like I will post like I'm going to casting, whatever. And then you told your boss that you're sick at home. And there's always that co-worker that hates or there's always somebody that's going to say, oh, no, she wasn't. I just saw her posting, you know, so never be personal with your co-workers ever. I learned that the hard way because I felt, you know, I lied and uh, one of the co-workers snitched and yeah. Wow. You know, I could have used this advice about a year and a half ago before I left my job. I left during the quarantine. So I've been I've been out of my job for like, I want to say five, six months since March. Right. Mm -hmm. So I could have taken that advice a year ago when I really started to do the nine five killers. I started the podcast. I had the clothing and my Instagram was public to the coworkers because I I don't believe in private shit, private Instagram. Mm -hmm. But I did share it with people from work. And for the it's funny, I could say this with 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 open honesty. I want to say like 95% were cool. 5%, that little 5% is a lot that don't rock with you and will tell the boss. My boss told me within about about a month after doing the podcast Mm -hmm. that he heard me talking to customers about the podcast. And I was like, Mm -hmm. impossible. Yeah, it wasn't good because the initial response was very open. There was a guy named Dan, shout out to Dan. He's the one that actually wore the nine five killers to work. He's the one that kind of encouraged me to do it because mm. he didn't do it in, indirectly. I was kind of very quiet about it. Mm-hmm. But I saw this da- guy from my job who we don't speak much, bought the hat offline, wore it to work. That's nice. And wore it in a job. And I said, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it. And then after mm-hmm. that, I got a little bit more open with confident it. Confident. Confident and, and um, thinking everybody would support it like that, not realizing that there are some people who don't wish you well. And mm-hmm. and so, yeah. And, and then the 95% that you think, oh yeah, they're down <clears> for it. <throat> Deep down, they're, they're envious. They were like, yeah, yeah, in your face. And then, so you never, I never, like I learned that the hard way, never give them my Instagram ever no, they find ever. it though I, I had a manager following me and i didn't well, give it to him you because you have it under your name that's, that's why true. i don't have it under my name nobody nobody looks for lulu lopez i never have lulu i have lulu actress different they would never think i was an actor never they never knew i was an actress that's yeah. another thing because whatever you say then they also are like oh you're an actress because they have this misconception that every actress is a good liar or she's lying about everything which is so untrue because a good actor can cannot have never lie and then there's liars that can never be good actors and then you have both mm-hmm. if you're a good liar then you could be a good actor and you so it's but they always think that you're lying because you're an actress even in my relationships it's like <laughs> oh stop even when i would cry they're like oh please i know you're acting those crocodile tears i'm right. like i'm not fucking <laughs> yeah. so let me ask you a question since you brought it up your last relationship did you think that it had anything to do with you, what you're doing now, like your career taking off? Did oh, it, no, did no, it hurt no. you? Okay, it didn't hurt no, you. No, no, not at all, no. It never hindered you at all? No, no, no. Beautiful. I've, I've, I've had great luck and love when it comes to my relationship, even my ex-husband. He's my number one fan, my ex-husband. Number one. In fact, I just um, 
did the final touches for my script and I sent it out to him and I said, listen, your, your opinion matters to me a lot. And he read it. He's like, I like it. He's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for more and more. Yeah. He, they have always been, thank God I've been blessed that, um, all the relationships I've been with have actually supported me and helped me grow. Oh, that's beautiful mm -hmm. because you don't, you don't find that. I'm glad you said that because you don't find that a lot. Mm -mm. Like when I tell people, you know, it's possible. My current girlfriend is very supportive, but I've even been in, in relationships with somebody who was trying to be my girlfriend. And the minute they say, oh, you're interviewing her? Like, oh, jealousy. That's not happening. Or, or, or if you're editing something late and you like, somebody tells me, well, isn't this the night we were going to go out? I'm like, you don't understand the difference between, because mm -hmm. here's the thing, when you're, when you're in this entrepreneurial mm -hmm. business, mm -hmm. right? The sacrifices you make today will will dictate, and then to dictate the time we could spend, the places yes. we can go. Yes. And so, you know, the best thing for me, I've realized, is to always match myself up with another business. Program. I mean, actually, it's funny you say that because I'm the I'm the opposite. I rather my ex husband is not in the business. I'd rather date guys. I've dated guys, two guys that are in the business, and I freaking hate it. So I'm really? the opposite of you. No, really? I rather have. Because you also have to learn how to balance your business with, you know, you can't give, you know, like, you know, all your attention. Because I've been with somebody and we've had issues that he he's an editor, cinematographer, photographer. And he's just like two or three in the morning. He's still on his laptop. I'm like, come on. Oh, no, I don't like, do that. I used to yeah, do that. So it's yeah. like, come on. Like, and he's like, oh, but I got to finish. You know, I'm growing my business. But I'm like, dude, but you have to know how to balance it out. And um, and that too, I'm Latina, so like I'm kind of jealous, like, and I'm nothing <laughs> like how I used to be, right? But I'm I'm gonna be honest, yeah, I'm jealous. It has nothing to do with insecurity. It's just that I'm I'm a jealous woman. I'm very secure with myself, extremely, right. and I know what I could offer, and I know, um, but I I just guys in this industry, oh. Hell no. I want my next relationship to be a boring dude from nine to five that doesn't have to deal with beautiful women, that doesn't have to That's have, not going to happen. That doesn't have to have, because, you know, within the industry, they women text him to one in the morning, which, hey, can you edit this? And uh, huh, huh. And, and and you see texts that you're like, okay, I, I'm a woman. I know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's why I said, yeah, I'd rather date a guy that's nine to five uh anybody any and they could do anything i don't care it could be a janitor i just don't i would not want to date anybody in this industry i'm letting you know right now nope 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 no thank you okay so here uh, that's that's a funny thing to say and i'll tell you why i'm, I'm thinking that because there's guys uh, so so because we both we both are influencers right i know that your d i know your dm is like mm -hmm. okay so so here's the thing here's the problem with what you're saying if you are like, I want to just a regular guy who doesn't have that kind of attention, right? What happens is when, if and when he sees your correspondence with the, the your supporters, because mm -hmm. you're going to have a lot of supporters, male and female, mm -hmm. and he sees, because those supporter kind of things, it looks like love to some people. Mm -hmm. Like I'll give you an example. There was, um, there was there's a, there's a few different people that support me, men and women. Mm -hmm. So they sent me messages all the time they buy my stuff so i sometimes give them voice messages right mm -hmm. and i gave i gave a voice message one time to somebody and you know just because i was supporting this girl that bought a bunch of stuff from me so it was fine she was like oh thank you so much whatever and i don't know if her guy saw it but also on the page she would always give me the hearts and i never used to do hearts at first right yeah but I was like, that's cool. So I did a couple hearts uh, and I started just, I picked it up from her. No, I do it to every, but guys too. If you look at my page, you'll see it's uh, guys okay. too. I give everybody hearts, right? Uh. So I said, that's cool. I felt good when she did it. So I was like, so I, I gave her a hearts back, but I did it publicly. 
And this dude was like, she's spoken for my man. And I was like, uh, she's one of my, my, my fans, whatever. And he was like, I don't care, you know, blah, blah, blah. You need to stop with those hearts. And so I just stopped. I ignored him. She wrote me this whole paragraph. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. Like, this is a guy I used to date. I'm not even with him anymore. I said, listen, it's fine. I, I won't put the heart. She said, no, no. I, and, I, and so it, it made me. So what I did was I didn't stop doing the hearts. But I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do hearts with everybody. So this way, nobody could ever say that I just send women hearts. Yeah. I send every, any fan or even people that leave. If you look at my thing, I, I send people hearts because, you know, to me, I think some guys don't want to do it. Because uh -huh. I think one time this guy said, well, what's that about? I'm like, yo, I'm confident in who I am, right? Yeah. And you giving me love, I'm showing you love back. It's just love. But I think the hearts at some point, it symbolized to some people. You mm -hmm. trying to, like, it's not art, hearts in the eyes. It's That's a little different. Okay. It's hearts, just oh, okay. a regular heart. Like, no, I'm talking about like, yo, what's up? You know, like, Got it. that's love. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I'll tell you something, the people that are supporting you, so vigorously yeah, you gotta right? show them love when you when you trying to when you trying to when you're worrying about a relationship and what that person thinks this person is paying the bills basically yeah. like my clientele pays my bills right so when you worried about oh what does this one think and what does that one think mm -hmm. you you sometimes you put yourself in a bad situation but I mean, to be too careful. there's other things that you can put besides heart. Like there's emojis with the little, like hugging them and be like, oh, I appreciate you so much. Some like, people don't even want that. I tried. I, that I, I could do. But but you know, it's funny because um, the worst man I've been with who was in the industry, he's been in the industry for mm -hmm. years. And he was like, men could not even, I'm like, I don't have, like they mm -hmm. couldn't even comment, oh, you're beautiful. That's why I was like, I don't want nobody in this industry. Um, he was just extremely like, I'm like, well, he's like, oh, block that guy. Why do I have to block this guy? Like, um, he just, he's a fan. And he said, I'm oh, beautiful. And he sent me a heart. Why is he sending you a heart? The same thing. Yeah, see, you see, the thing about it is I don't even go on my girlfriend's page. I don't go. And it's and it's not because I don't. That helps. <laughs> it's, be it's a beautiful thing because you're so busy doing what you got to do. And then yeah. you don't want somebody behind your neck. Exactly. Every, I don't I don't need anybody behind my neck, especially you running a business. Yeah. And, you know, the, the messed up thing about it is I've been in. Um, I find this less with women, more so with men. But I've, I've been to a couple of networking events. And the, the most embarrassing one for me ever was I was married at the time and I was at a networking event. And so I was working, the, you know, you know how I work. Yeah. I'm like you. I work mm -hmm, a crowd. Mm -hmm, so I was mm -hmm. working the crowd. I was dressed nice. And people was like, oh, man, giving my business us. card. And people was coming up to me. So this woman kept looking at me. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to hit her up. I went over to her. I'm like, I'm talking to her. And she's like, listening to what I'm saying. We're talking. I'm like, what do you do? And then I went to give her a card. She took the card. And then as I'm walking away, this guy comes behind her, behind her. And puts his hand in the purse and takes out, yo, excuse me, I didn't get a chance to meet you. And right away, I, the, the energy was just like, that's, that's her how, face was like, and my face was, I was so embarrassed. That's how my, uh, an ex-boyfriend I had, he's Haitian, he did the same oh thing. Oh my, like, he, like he, he hugged her, mm -hmm. kissed her on the cheek and put his hand in, in, in the purse, took mm -hmm. it out and said, my man, give me a second. I didn't meet you yet. Wait, well, what did he look like? Maybe it was my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee he's like. Oh my god! I was, was so. Was he short? Mm, he was shorter than her. Yeah. I would say like I'm if I'm if I'm six feet, he was probably and I don't think height doesn't have anything to do with it for anybody who's short. It's that yeah. it has nothing to do with it. He was probably like about five, eight, five, six, six. 
and she was about a, about a little shorter than me. Okay, then we we got after this podcast. I'll show you a picture. <laughs> Tell me because I guarantee you that's my boyfriend. But it was embarrassing because you know what? I never experienced that before. I never experienced that before, especially in a business setting. Everybody right. was there networking. So, of course, I'm thinking everybody did a network. And by the way, I was there with my ex-wife at the time. Mm -hmm. And so, he, so he, 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 he squeezes my hand, right? You know, I don't squeeze people's hands, but he squeezed my hand and I kind of, you know. You felt the vibe. Like I felt the vibe like, yo, what, what you doing? And mm -hmm. he's like, so how you guys know each other? I was like, I don't know her. Oh, I yeah, just that's met definitely her. my ex-boyfriend. I said, I just met her. At, this is a networking event. Don't show me a picture. I'm I hope it's not this guy. Even if it's him, I wouldn't admit it. You know that, right? Why? Why would I do that? Oh, I don't care. Well, give I don't no talk love. to that man no, no It couldn't more. be the same person. It's I impossible. I guarantee you. I don't even want to entertain I that. I guarantee you. That would be <laughs> hilarious. That would be another another conversation for us to talk about right. the podcast. <laughs> and I realized that once I broke up with the boyfriend that I probably is the same guy. Ha -ha. <laughs> um, a lot of things started popping up for me more. It was just like the energy. Like, I guess he was even his. I'm, I'm real big into energy and mm -hmm. stuff now that I'm V. But it was just like, I guess he his energy was stopping me from growing. And then as soon as I broke up with him, like things started blossoming. And I was like, wow. You ever heard of saying bad energy scares the money away? Mm -hmm. Bad energy mm -hmm. in any regard, even even friends. So, um, so yeah, you have to have a balance. You have to have a balance. So how do you balance? Um, so something you said earlier, you, you talked about a relationship you were in and the person was, was working all hours of the night. How do you know when to turn it off for yourself? For myself? I mean, I'm, I'm experienced. I've been married before twice oh shit that's the first for you <laughs> who are you this yeah. 21 year old sitting next to me 21 i got married so young mm -hmm. so so young yeah so so i i guess i learned you know and as you get older you learn that you have to put your priorities you know of course you know my career is my priority like who was it that said um your your love doesn't pay the bills a few people said that yeah love doesn't pay the bills <laughs> my grandma used to say that before right. any celebrity started saying that but yeah but you do need love i think that you, you know without love or a companionship or somebody a support you know a support that you need in your household that's very important too so you can't you have to know how to balance it and know when like okay if your man or your girl keeps telling you yo you know, I'm waiting. I've been waiting for an hour. You said an hour and it's still an, it's after an hour and you're still mm -hmm. on it. Like, I think that that's OK. You know what? You know, let me compromise. All right. This can wait right. till tomorrow. You know. Yeah. I, I, I believe that that is definitely important. Mm -hmm. And then also it is important. What do you think about like because sometimes you have a deadline. So there are the times. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of think a percentage for me makes sense where let's say if you're in a relationship and. And for the most part, you finish at a certain time, but then there's a time you have a deadline and you, and I would say, Hey, Dave, I got to work on this thing. Yeah, that's so I'm going to be, it's different than yeah. if you did it every night every exactly. and then they fall asleep by themselves and you know, yeah, every, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was an issue with my ex-boyfriend and I also like, he was very supportive of my career. He actually helped me a lot, but it was just like, he doesn't know when to turn it off. And I was mm. like, like, it was like mostly like, you know, I mean, we didn't live together, but like when we were together, like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, we don't live together. So when you are here, it's like, come on, like, oh, but I, every day it was a, like a deadline. And I'm like, dude, like work on that while I'm acting, work on that while I'm right. doing something else. And, and that way when, you know, so he didn't know how to turn it off. And I think that affected a lot, a mm -hmm. lot of relationship. But you made a good point about knowing how to balance. So 
do you experience that? Do, are you a one woman show or do, do you delegate things to people? I am a one point? woman show with Lou Love Beauty because mm-hmm. um, my baby is, is you know, it's it's something that, um, yeah, I am a one woman show with Lou Love Beauty. I am until now because I'm starting to realize like you like, oh my God, like I'm doing the shipping, I'm doing the inventory, <clears throat> I'm doing just everything like the packaging everything so it, it's it's hard so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna start <laughs> selling at an amazon soon okay. and they'll take care of everything because you know it's time you have to go to the mailbox yourself yeah drop it off you know right. and i'm starting to realize like okay there's it's a lot it's a lot right now um it's good and bad because if you're single hey you know i'm like yeah you don't even miss anybody you're like okay great like but once i you know once i become you know eventually in a, in a future relationship i feel like that's one thing that i have to pass on to like let's say if you do have a product sell it in amazon because i mean even if you lose a dollar or two dollars of profits um i feel like that's much your time is very yeah. important and you can dedicate that time to somebody or it's something else another idea agreed agreed what advice would you give for for your younger self if you could go back in time what would you tell yourself at let's say um let's say at your 15 year old self as a woman that you've experienced things what would you give that young person advice wise can't ask me that that's not even a that's that's like an one hour conversation like an answer one hour answer like there's so much things that i would give myself the main takeaways something that something that you think that would really have helped um i would say wow i mean if it was my younger self i would have said why you party so much instead of investing in stocks and 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 researching how to make money instead of having my ass in clubs and and partying i lost so much time doing that you know now i'm i learned about stocks my son taught me about stocks and it's like wow if if just like those people when like five years ago when they invested in bitcoin and it was two hundred dollars and now it's like eleven thousand dollars can you believe if you would have bought like invested a thousand dollars like five shares you you would have been great right now you know things of that nature just yeah just i know that you're young ones and and you you know you have to enjoy life but i feel like plan for your future the faster you plan for your future you will eventually enjoy life younger than than getting old and enjoying it when you're like almost 70 80 years old yeah wow that's great and so you said your son told you about stocks yes your son knows about stocks oh yeah he's smart kid Oh, smart kid. How'd he learn and what's his age and how'd he learn? He, he learned that hustle from me. He learned that hustle from me. He he saw me hustling. He saw me, like I said, we had a, a rough life. Mm-hmm. And I think that he seen that. He was like, since he was a little kid, he was very mature for his age. So he, he really like very responsible. Mm-hmm. So I think he got that hustle from me. He saw me hustling here, there. Can I ask his this. age? Oh boy, let me find out. <laughs> you look age. listen, you look great, so you could tell me his age. How old is your son? He's just turned twenty two. Amazing. You look like thirty, so it's fine. Oh, thank you. That's my stage age is twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay, okay. So please. Yeah, when I go to to see him every every guy thinks I'm his girlfriend or his sister. I mean I would I would think so too. <laughs> yeah. And he's so tall, so yeah. So yeah, he's a he's a very smart kid and, and I think you know, he taught me about stocks and I was like, you know, he's he's been teaching me about stocks because now he's investing in stuff perfect age for him to be investing 22 he started investing last year and so i think that's that's very important like you know try Mm -hmm. leave the fun you know 
prioritize your fun. I'm sorry, my Sofia Vergara <laughs> accent is just coming from Colombia right now. So yeah, don't, you know, yeah, exactly. Like make sure that you have, you know, a future, you know, the, the faster you start getting, you know, yeah. shit and together. Would you say that, would you give your younger self any advice in terms of the people that you hang out with? Do you think that oh. had an effect of anything or? Absolutely. It? I mean, that has an effect everywhere. How has, how has your circle changed uh, in the past few years than what it oh was before? I like, you know what I learned, especially, and it's so sad. I've had friends for 25 years who I consider who I was raised with. And I mean, since we were in middle school, you know, and, um, and we were really good friends. They've been there for me, like in hard times and relationships and everything. But then you, I saw who my true friends were when I launched Lou Love Beauty. I couldn't believe how only two of those like seven closest friends even text me and said, congratulations. Just two. Just a text. You're not even talking about buying. Not this is my text. Even buying. Like Isn't that crazy? Two of them and two and posted and one of them bought it and i was just like wow i'm still waiting here and this is since april one of my closest best friends who i consider my best friend like i said we've been through thick and thin but then when i you know when i created this business i have not received not a congratulations not a repost not i'm so proud of my girl nothing well you know they have those people we i call them your struggle companion or maybe the deep down like i said like you know um the devil was dressed as an angel, so mm-hmm. all, the whole time they were hating on you, and you were here thinking they were your it's best friends. You know what I'm saying? And they were just envious of your life. And then mm-hmm. once you move up, they're, they that's when their true colors come out. Well, the struggle companion. I mean, those are the like people. Name. Yeah, those are the people that you know only when you're struggling, or only when you're talking about somebody so, else, mm-hmm. downing them. That's where they feel they're best at. So when you don't have anything to complain or struggle about, and you want to talk about like. How you like you talking about stocks? Like I would want to be around you if I was a struggle mm-hmm. buddy, and I'm like, okay, well now she's not struggling. I want to see how can I be with her, and how can we, how can I assist? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a podcast that I'm not a podcast. There's a there's um I want to give a shout out to my boy Kamal Nuru. He has a thing called Sunday Sermons, which I'm doing tomorrow. And Sunday Sermon is he goes on and he talks about th- different things in the community in any community that could help us. Right. Mm -hmm. So we were talking on the phone the other day and something came up. We started talking about um, something called the winning team. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said, you know, the winning team. So people want to be on the winning team, any winning team, as long as you're winning. Right. So the problem with that is if you're a Yankee, right. And you are winning, everybody's in the dressing room and they're partying. But when you lose, they go to the Mets locker room and they're partying over there. Mm -hmm. Those fair Mm -hmm. weather friends. Yeah. There's just want to be on a winning team. And then there's some people that, that they love when you're down. Yeah. Those are the people that they love misery. So mm-hmm. when you're losing, we got something to communicate about. Oh, somebody dumped you? Let's let's, let's trash this guy. Yeah. Oh, you mm-hmm. lost your job? Let's yeah. talk about, but when you when you up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's two types of people that I'm going to discuss tomorrow. There's the people that want to be on a winning team so true. and don't want to put any work in. They want to push the cart as it's almost at the top. But when the bottom, they wasn't pulling it where you mm-hmm, were pushing, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're the top, they're going to help you push it down because the momentum is going to be going. And you know what the funny thing is? That like they 
<laughs> they don't congratulate you or nothing. And then when you when once you make it up there, really up there, then they're like, oh yeah, she's changed. They, um, because <laughs> then they want to hit you up, and you're like, no, I haven't changed. You changed on me when you you weren't there for me, and then now you expect me to remember you. Like, uh, no, bye, Felicia. If you're not changing, I don't want to be around you anyway. So you you are supposed to change. The problem is they want to stay the same. They want everything to stay exactly the same, and that's why we can't be friends. Mm -hmm. That's why I had to leave Miami. I was like, oh my God, it seems like really? everybody there mm -hmm. stays, like they're happy. They're they're content with going to their nine to five, coming home. And it's like, you want to do this? All, like you don't have more goals for yourself, for your future. And I find it that everybody, and I, I mean, I'm not trying to show, you know, throw shade in Miami or nothing. You know, people, because there's a lot of hustlers. Hello, I came from Miami. The people I surround myself with, I kind of saw them like that. And I was just like, I got to get out of here. Because like you said, when you surround yourself with people, it's, it's, it's like that saying, if you're in a room and you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong freaking room. You're you in the wrong get room. out of there. Yeah. And what I don't understand is the internet is the great equalizer. The internet is something that it makes everybody on the same playing field. Because it's like it's almost like the uh, the real estate boom back in the day. Mm -hmm. If you get in now, you can build mm -hmm. a future now. Correct. So I have one last question for you, mm -hmm. and then uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Um, I want to ask you a question. I want to know. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. You're gonna like this one. Tell me what is one of your biggest failures, and what did you learn from it? Hmm. That is a very good question. That's hard to answer right now. Let me see. One of my biggest failures. Um, I would say, I would say my marriage. Mm -hmm. When I was married, um, my second marriage. Um, I think that was my biggest failure. I think that was the biggest failure and I learned a lot from it. I grew from it personally wise, personal wise, mm -hmm. as, as a human being, as, as a woman, so I think I think that's I mean just giving you out the top of my head because right. that's a very good question. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um. We'll we'll, we'll end on a, on a happy note. So like, if you could give somebody advice that's listening, mm -hmm. what advice would you give them about their passion and what they should should they do to get to where they want to be in life? Number one, I always tell people network. Network is so important. Put your name out there. Introduce yourself to everybody and anybody. If you see events like yourself, you just pushed in and, and, and even if you crash, you have to crash it, crash it. Go network. Introduce yourself. That's very important. A vision board. I always have a vision board in my fridge. I'm going on my third vision board because the first and the second one already every little thing happened in there i think that um once you uh, dream about it think about it you visualize it it's gonna happen i think that's extremely important you should have a vision board it's so so powerful and and i know it's hard but never give up like i mean even if you have to take a little bit of time to pray on it but never give up continue even if it was uh, an idea from five years ago it's never too late to listen i'm gonna restart my idea i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna push it i'm i'm gonna go after it so i think that's very important to me those are the three main things that people should network visualize it think about it do a vision board make a vision board about it and and also like never give up never give up because it's never ever too late you're telling me Mm -hmm. never too late trust me beautiful well Lula thank you so much for coming out here I'm thank so proud of you 
I um, know. Well, I haven't told you. You'll be the first one. What? Only because you're special and I was a little bit late, but you're going to be the first one to know. Mm-hmm. So not only like if I don't have enough in my plate already, but um, I'm producing and it got picked up by Pluto TV. Actually, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk show about just relationships. Wow. A talk show on relationships. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. And you're the I first one. I haven't posted. I haven't nothing. It's me and, and I chose my co-host, my, when I used to do radio, uh, Rel Hala, shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of us. It's, it's the man and the woman uh, side, uh, you know, how they see relationships. It's not only about relationships, about marriages, dating, love, breakups, and situationships, like they call it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to seeing that. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on the podcast. You're going to do, you're going to go on and doing even more amazing things i love in that everything that you've done on your vision board has come to fruition i've seen you rise up and you're offering opportunities to other people now Mm -hmm. and so i'm super excited can't wait to see the movie as well i'm gonna come i'm gonna come you you better if you if listen if you don't invite me i'm gonna crash that you know i'll crash it that's right you crash me that movie (laughs) i'll crash it take care of yourself and thank you excellent thank you nine five killers Thanks once again for tuning into the 95 Killers podcast. You can now visit us on our website at 95killers.com. We truly appreciate your continued support. Take care of yourself and your families and keep killing those comfort zones. Until next time, peace. to five killers podcast is now available for your listening pleasure on spotify apple podcast and stitcher